Hello, uh, and welcome to uh, the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. Uh, just a brief message uh, from all of us here. Happy holidays, and thank you for listening to the show um, for however long you've been listening, whether it's been since the beginning, 90-something episodes ago, or uh, if you just started this episode. Um, uh, thank you for listening and uh, hearing what we have to say here from uh both both brandon and me i'll speak for both me and brandon something that longtime listeners of the show uh will be very familiar with i will speak for both of us um for the listeners who've been listening to a long time when brandon was on the show i'm sure he wishes you a happy holiday um unless he's not celebrating holidays or something this year and and doesn't want you to have a happy holiday i i'm gonna speak for him and just assume that he does um but for me here uh at the uh from asan <laughs> here at weekly regular thanks for listening uh it means a lot um yeah it's an absurd idea that uh you know talking into the void of a microphone and throwing it out in the internet every week um or so uh marginally every week um that uh you know, to assume that anyone would listen to it is an absurd idea. Um, but the fact that there are people uh, around the world at this point who listen to the podcast, um, it is um, humbling and gratifying, and uh, I'm I'm nothing but grateful and uh, and appreciative of everyone lending their ears and their hearts and their minds and uh, and all of, and their laughs, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for, uh, listening to the podcast. There will be big things to come in 2021. Um, yeah, this show will continue into 2021. I didn't want to make it. This sounds like I'm saying the show is over. It's not over. Um, this podcast will continue in 2021. Um, with, um, maybe some changes to the format slightly, but it'll be the same show, you know, and love with some upgrades. Maybe we'll go to a photo shoot or something uh i don't know we'll see what the we'll see how many gift cards i get for christmas just kidding um yeah no this show will continue in 2021 i did want to uh announce a another show of of which i will be a part that is launching in 2021 um it is another show that will be available via patreon uh the show will be called carl calls his cousin i have a cousin named carl uh, he will call me uh, a couple times a week uh, on uh, on a voice no a video chat excuse me um, yeah Carl is a cousin of mine he is a my cat has something to say uh, <laughs> Carl is uh, he's my cousin he's my real cousin um, he is a comedian and a writer um, a TV writer and 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 just hilarious guy. He lives a fascinating life. He's a huge Clippers fan. Um, and we we talk on the phone and on video chat. Um, the story of how we met is pretty crazy. Uh, I discovered I had a cousin uh, that is pretty close to me in age and is into all the same things that I do, is also a comedian, is also a podcaster, um, also loves music, uh, is also learning how to DJ. Like, he's basically a carbon copy of me that grew up you know halfway across the country he lives in la now and we connected uh over the last year um because we discovered we were both doing comedy at the same comedy theater (laughs) 
and we discovered that we are related, um, and now uh, I'm happy to call him one of my closest friends, and we will be recording our weekly video call conversations and putting them out as a podcast, and uh, it'll be available on Patreon um, as I get more of the Patreon info and stuff into the new year. Uh, I will be happy to share that with y'all. Um, yeah, that podcast will launch the first week of January, I believe, of 2021. So be on the lookout for that podcast. Please continue to enjoy uh, this podcast. Um, I appreciate you all, and I love you all. Um, yeah, uh, latest episode that we have uh, coming up right now is um, me and Derek. Derek from college talking about all kinds of stuff movie-wise uh, from – the most recent uh, Disney investors event and investors, did I say investors, Disney investors event and uh, the HBO max um, announcement from uh, a little while ago uh, that they are going to completely flood the streaming market with all of their uh, movies over the next year. So uh, yeah, check it out. Um, we tried a new recording method on this episode where I recorded his audio directly from my computer, as opposed to having him record his audio separately. We're trying an experiment. Um, it sounds good. It may be a little bit different than what you're used to quality-wise uh, in terms of, I don't know, butteriness. That's a word, right? It is now. Um, but, yeah, so if you have any issue with the audio, please let me know. If not, um, yeah, all right. We're just trying it and throwing stuff against the wall, metaphorically and and for real. <laughs> Literally, that's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my neighbors are not happy with me throwing things against the wall. But, um, yeah, I uh, love you guys. Um, I don't know, ever know how to end these things. Uh, enjoy the episode and Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever holidays. Happy Boxing Day. Uh, we got listeners in Australia and uh, the UK and Canada and whatnot. So happy Boxing Day whenever you choose to listen to this. Um, yeah, happy holidays from everyone here at the Weekly Regular to uh, you and your families and your friends and your loved ones and your enemies and your frenemies and your pets and everyone in your life that you care about or don't care about or can't muster the strength to care about. Uh, we wish them all to a happy holidays from us here at the Weekly Regular. We will see you next week. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined again this week by best friend of the show at this point, uh, Derek from college. Hey, Derek, how's it going? I'm good. Best friend of the show now? Best. I, I think feel... you've graduated to best friend. For I, sure. Yes, I made it. I finally made it. All my hard work, every, you know, every other life achievement I've ever had pales in comparison to earning best friend of the show. Getting <laughs> married. You know, having a successful job, being alive, just, no. Now that I'm here, I have arrived. I'm you have excited. arrived, and <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Uh, I am too. Makes the show better. Well, um, thank you very much. I'm, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, I had to have you on uh, again this episode because uh, Hollywood decided to smash us over the head with a bunch of news this last oh, week. Oh, my God. They dropped their entire slate over the next like. <laughs> Like, de like, we just talked the last episode where we talked about our favorite films of the last decade. It's almost mm -hmm. like they heard that and they were like, well, here's all the next 
films for the next decade. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It was uh, it was uh, a monumental week in movie news. Um, oh, yeah, man. it's crazy. We're gonna we're gonna uh, get into a lot of uh, a lot of big stories here. I think um, the biggest story. Well, I guess actually, you know what? Uh, sorry, I'm totally uh, I totally am jumping ahead here. Um, as we always start the show, Derek, what did you do this week? Um, not too much, man. Just mostly just working, getting okay. that holiday crowd in. Um, it's been, I mean, with the closures and us being in California going into purple tier, it's been a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of people trying to talk politics without tipping me accordingly to listen to their politics. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little, it's a little annoying. Um, but big news this week for sure was two days ago. I became an uncle for the first time. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. So my brother and sister-in-law, the in-laws, uh, they had a baby two days ago. Uh, so we're all super stoked about that. And uh, yeah, that's the newest That's the newest thing. It hasn't quite set in yet that I'm an uncle, obviously, because I haven't met the kid yet. But I'm very much looking forward to the future where I can, uh, I can teach the child how to uh, get away with pranks and uh, just generally provide information that the child should not have so that I get in trouble when uh, they use that information to their benefit. But um, you know, shout out to uh, Brooklyn and Isaiah. Uh, super congratulations, guys. Super happy that you guys are where you're at, and uh, welcome to that new baby in the world. I'm not mentioning the name because I'm not sure if they're sharing it yet, and I don't want to be the one that like breaks it and then just get you know gets completely in trouble for that. <laughs> excommunicated from yeah, the family. Excommunicated from the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I sure hope you had a good time because you're done, son. Yep. Well, that's that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, um, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. that. How about you? What have you been up to this week? Oh man, um, I got a new couch recently. That's a that's a pretty big deal. Okay, um, question I have for the couch: mm-hmm. Have you spent a night on it yet? Not because you were in trouble, but just have you like <laughs> slept on it yet? No, I, I've taken a nap for sure. I haven't How slept through the night on the couch, but it it is a wonderful couch. Yeah. So uh, the couch we had uh, we had before was like a like a like a smaller like kind of IKEA like kind of my first couch couch you know yeah sure. um and uh but this time i splurged on a uh, a big hefty uh uh sectional couch from living spaces with a with a chaise and 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 an ottoman and and oh, way too many pillows Fancy man way too many pillows um course, yeah it's good it's so pillows. fluffy yeah you have to have the pillows that way you can burrow into the pillows and mm-hmm. then cover yourself with blanket and just cocoon yourself in, in just comfort and pleasure yep <laughs> well, that sounds awesome yeah no it's good um so yeah i uh i'm gonna hopefully get a new tv soon out in the living room so that uh i can prepare to hunker down and watch as many movies from the house as possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah because should we start with that yeah, I think that's the biggest story, and I think we should yeah. start there. So that's the thing that Hassan brought to the attention. Everybody, y'all are going to want to start going and upgrading your home theater systems because it's <laughs> yeah. about to get really crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to? Do you want to break that? Sure. So Warner, okay. w- yeah. So Warner Brothers, Warner Media, um, announced this past week that for their entire theatrical movie slate of 2021, it, they're going to release all of the movies to hbo max their streaming service um and i believe um i believe the plan is for them 
to when they release the movies, they will be on HBO Max for the thir- first 30 days, and then they're going to go to theatrical release, something like that. Um, I read yeah, something so like that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not real clear on that either. It's it's definitely for the first 30 days. It so for the first one, I know for a fact, uh, Wonder Woman 84 will be mm-hmm. released simultaneously on HBO right. Max and in theaters at the same time. Right. Moving forward, I'm not real sure what that's gonna look like. You know. Um, yeah. But let's let's not get crazy here because <laughs> we all know that Dune is coming, and uh, I'm just gonna go nuts with that. So. Yep. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, so I think it is for the, yeah, so after Wonder Woman, it'll be, the, the movies will release on HBO Max and then for 30 days, and then they'll have a theatrical release, and then they'll have their, like, technically their streaming and home video release, so it'll go to, like, you know, HBO Max and then, you know, whatever they, some will go to Hulu, like, that type of stuff. Um, so, that's, yeah, I think that's very interesting, but, I mean, that's a crazy chess move by Warner Brothers. To say, hey, you know, we're just going to take everything we're going to put out in theaters next year and we're just going to put it online um, at no additional cost to people who are subscribed to HBO Max. That's a huge deal. I mean, are you excited about that? A couple of things. Okay. I am extremely excited about it because Mm -hmm. I've just been – I've been kind of – I've been tired of watching the release dates getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Yes. And it's like, dude, yes. I want to see these movies. I miss movies. I miss new movies. And I'm just going to be honest, outside of Extraction, Netflix is not really killing it in the uh, original release game lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like, let's let's get uh, let's get that back to uh, to basics and. Uh, you know, start getting some of the good stuff, the main releases, you know, like the yeah. big tentpole kind of stuff. I, that's what I miss. And so, you know, it, it's, it's been frustrating. So I've been really excited. I think it's great. Put it in the hands of the users. Now, the problem is that decision made some directors very, very mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Namely, Christopher Nolan and uh, Denis Villeneuve, uh, they are taking, going on the warpath, trying, uh, trying to get that overturned. There's a lot of overturned decisions trying to happen this year that I don't think are actually going to end up being overturned. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so they're kind of getting after it a little bit. Uh, Josh Brolin and, and uh, Jason Momoa, they have joined in with uh, Villeneuve, uh, his his uh, uh, crusade against Warner Brothers, um, mm-hmm. trying to get it so that Dune is not released on HBO Max. And from a perspective, I get it. Mm-hmm. You spend all this time and effort. And Nolan and Villeneuve, they're very much theater movie directors there are a lot of movies that come out that i'm like you could go flip-flop either way it doesn't matter if you see it on the big screen or the small screen you know especially with tv resolutions getting where they're at people's surround sound systems being what they are um you know so it's like you know especially um you know even like surround sound headphones like getting to the point where you're basically just sitting inside of a theater so i understand for that kind of reason it's like it doesn't really matter for that but for Mm -hmm. those two directors you have to see it on the big screen to really actually get the scope especially with what it looks like dune is going to be so Mm -hmm. i very much just go i understand where they're coming from but at some point we have to just acknowledge that things are not going to go back to the way they are with the theater system Mm -hmm. and you know it may be I saw an article from Ain't It Cool where they're talking about how like the theater system may be a boot go back to a high end boutique system where it's like mm-hmm. you pay twenty six bucks a ticket, which 
honestly, for the big tentpole stuff, I would pay. Yeah, you know, totally. I would pay because these multiplex theaters everywhere, people are they're tired of going to the movies and sitting in line and like, you know, and it's, it's just chaos where there's not assigned seating and like all that stuff. So I think it should be more like going to say like the theater, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you have a bigger, it's a bigger to do. And there's like, you know, curtain calls and like, once you're in, like you're not getting out kind of thing, or you can Mm -hmm. go to the bathroom during, Mm -hmm. during act one, but uh, that's it, man. Like you're not getting back in from the bathroom because we're not going to disturb everybody else, you know, kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see where the landscape goes with it. But um, but I'm excited overall just to kind of see the offerings that, you know, that the HBO has. And uh, the minute it um, released, I definitely was like, well, I'm going to have to really berate AJ and badger her into letting me get like a brand new TV. <laughs> <laughs> exactly because i'm not gonna i am not gonna watch it on my substandard setup i have right now right you can't so, watch you can't watch dune on a 35 inch tv hell no <laughs> no, no uh, that sucker's gotta be like 75 inch minimum yeah <laughs> um some of the movies that are uh uh included in this announcement or the slate is a movie called the little things Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's a Tom Hanks movie. I believe so too. Yeah. Um, we got um, Tom and Jerry, um, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, um, The Conjuring, mm-hmm. The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, In the oh, Heights. Sorry. The Little sorry. Things is uh, Denzel Washington and Jared Leto. Oh, that's with right. Rami Malek. We got it confused. I think we got it confused with uh, News of the World. That's right. Yeah, that's what, that's I, what yes. it is. But um, but I'm interested. Uh, it's those three guys as the top build cast, and the mm-hmm. the description is two cops track down a serial killer. So I'm All right. down for that. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In the Heights, the Lin Manuel Miranda musical. Yep. Space Jam: A New Legacy, starring LeBron James. Um, Suicide Squad, um, what is this? Reminiscence, Malignant? I don't know. Reminiscence, oh, I guess it's a different movie. Reminiscence, and then a movie called Malignant. Uh, Malignant, I believe, is a, um, it's a new horror movie from, uh, from James Wan. Uh, Got it. The guy who did Saw and Fast and the Furious 7. And, oh, so uh, the guy who made Fast and the Furious good again? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Reminiscence is a scientist discovers a way to believe your past and uses the technology to search for his long lost love. It's uh, directed by Lisa Joy. It stars okay. Rebecca Ferguson, Hugh Jackman, and Tandy Newton. All right. I'm into that. I'm in for that. Yeah. And we, of course, Dune, um, a oh, movie called yeah. the, Many, the Many Saints of Newark, which sounds like probably maybe a mob movie. I sure hope so. It's been a while since we've seen a good, solid, like, mob movie mm-hmm. yeah um you got anything on the you're able to find anything on the mini saints of newark i am looking right now many. the many like m-a-n-y oh, the not many not i'm mini. so sorry i thought you were talking the <laughs> tiny saints yes, of newark I was the like, very small cool. saints of newark <laughs> the extremely small saints of newark <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
you know, now I want to see that movie. Yeah, I do too. It's the sequel of, to Small Soldiers. <laughs> it's, yes, it's a bunch of like, except they're they form their own like Italian style mafia and they're yeah. extracting, they're extorting that small town. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a look at the formative years of New Jersey gangster Tony Soprano. There it is. Okay. Oh, and I Alan believe Taylor uh, direct. Yeah, I believe uh, he's being played by J- uh, Tony Soprano is being played by James Gandolfini's son, if I'm correct in that. Uh, I think so. Uh, Michael Gandolfini, yeah. Yes. But uh-huh. uh, the three other top-billed people are Vera Farmiga. Okay. Farmiga, sorry. Uh, I mm-hmm. added an extra I in there. Um, <laughs> As one does. I'm so sorry, Vera. Uh, John Bernthal and Leslie Odom Jr. So I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm into Sounds all fun. of that. I just – I miss good, solid mob movies. Like, I was at mm-hmm. work the other day, and I put movies on instead of music just because I'm, I have control of the remote now. <laughs> I um, have the power. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Goodfellas was on, and I was watching that on a super slow day just while I was kind of moving around the shop. And I was just like, man, it has been a long, mm-hmm. long time since we've had a good Italian mobster movie. Yep. I'm it's ready been a minute. for this. God, yeah, I'm good. super excited. That, that sounds really good. Um, next, we have King Richard. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, back up. Sorry. You know what makes this an official mob movie? What's that? Ray Liotta is in it. Yep. Done. <laughs> yeah, he's in everything. If there's mob, Ray Liotta's around. Uh... Sorry, I interrupted you. What were... <laughs> I felt like that was important. What were you saying? Which movie were you talking about? Oh, sorry. No, King Richard. King Richard, is that a... Ooh. Can I... Let's My see. What's King Richard? A look at how tennis superstars oh, yes. Venus and Serena Williams mm-hmm. became who they are after coaching from their father, Richard Williams. That's cool. And I'm he's played by that. Will Smith, I believe. Uh, he is, yes. Yep. John Bernthal's also in it again. Oh, man, he's working. <laughs> he is getting there, as is Dylan McDermott. Yep. And, uh, yeah, okay, that's cool. I um, I thought for a split second we were going to see a, a historical biopic about King Richard, and I was like, yeah, I'm <laughs> the Lionheart. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I know that would have been cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is All that uh, blood. Yeah, this is gonna be a cool story. I'm uh, I'm excited to see that. Uh, yeah, and I like when Will Smith does his uh, his dramatic acting, so I'm excited for it. Don't know why he tries the funny stuff at this point. I'm like, just stick with the drama, dude. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. like I'm like I'm with that on Adam Sandler right now too. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, just go. Just go for the drama. Go for the Oscars. Don't do. You the mean comedy. you don't want to like, see uh, Hubie Halloween? Uh, I will see Hubie Halloween, <laughs> but I'm going to have to be in a very specific state of mind to watch Hubie. To that is very Hubie true. Halloween. What I really want to see is uh, Jack and Jill too. Yeah, yeah. Let's see that. <laughs> oh man. Um, that. That movie would be extremely tone deaf for this time, and I would oh, just yes. just to watch that dumpster fire would be an absolute joy. Oh yes, um, there's another movie called Cry Macho. I wonder what that is. We should look that up. Cry Macho. It's an interesting title. I am looking it up right now. Oh, I'm already out. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> about what a one-time rodeo star and washed up horse breeder takes a job to hunt to bring a man's young son home and away from his alcoholic mom on their journey the horseman finds redemption through teaching the boy what it means to be a good man and it stars clint eastwood so it's another clint east 
Clint Eastwood, if you're listening, give it up. You're too old. (laughs) Like you're past your prime. You're past the hump. Once you decided to talk to a chair at the Republican (laughs) National Convention, you're done. Like, I'm not interested. I don't care. He had some great movies. Don't get me wrong. It's Clint Clint Eastwood. Like, you can't – like, the man is one of the greatest, like, directors and actors of all time. But at some (laughs) point, you have to stop. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, he should – That's just my opinion. No, totally. Whatever. Um, Yeah, no, I think he should – I think he should stick to directing at this point. (laughs) I agree. That's where I'm at. I'm like, you need to stop being in front of the camera because – he played a um, what was it the mule where he played a drug mm-hmm. mule and I'm like nobody believes you that you're a drug mule dude like yeah. you're, you're just trying to stoke a certain demographic of our population into yeah. thinking that Mexico is just an absolute horrific war zone and I'm not here for it like yeah. you need to just be done dude if you're gonna do it make do the mule but do it with your son yeah exactly use your son in these movies you want a lookalike that looks exactly like you that's basically an automaton use your son that's all I've got to say. Yeah, I think I think people kind of hate Scott Eastwood though. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't hate him, but I get that yeah. vibe, and I don't yeah. understand why. Like, it's not like he's done anything like yeah. horrific that I know, where people are like, we as a society have ousted and excommunicated, you know, Scott Eastwood. But I'm like, there's just this vibe where people are like, oh, yeah, it's Scott Eastwood. And I'm yeah. like, okay, like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh-huh. I watched a mediocre western that he was in. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> He was the he was best also part of the movie. In, he was also in, like, I think he was in Hobbs and Shaw. Like, he just kind was of... Was he? I think he was in one of those movies. It was either Hobbs and Shaw or a Fast and the Furious movie. I'm looking it up right now because here's the thing. I don't remember him. And He's, I also... It, IMDb is also telling me that he was in he was in Suicide Squad, and I forgot that he was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, often he was in for, The Fate of the Furious. The Fate of the Furious, that's right. And his character was called Little Nobody. So no wonder yeah. we all forgot that he was in that movie. Well, because they keep casting him as like the like the uptight company man with the stick up his ass, you know? And well, he's got the face for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, he looks like a stockbroker. Yeah, like, he does. Like yeah. that, like, like a finance bro. Top- exactly like some wolf of wall street like that just talks in some sort of language that you don't you're like people don't talk like that also he talks about the, the dow a lot yeah exactly <laughs> well it's up and you're like I, great okay. I, I, all right all right <laughs> like, cool. i came here to talk about something other than that but like now i'm stuck in a corner with this guy yeah oh that's funny with scott with scott <laughs> but the thing is after about four or five beers you're like this dude's awesome. Yeah. Totally. Excuse me. Oh, man. Yawns. Um, Matrix 4 is the last movie on the list I have here. Yes. And the I two think... highlights off that list for you and I. Dune for me, Matrix 4 for you. Yep. I'm so stoked. And honestly, like this, like that one movie being on here is like the, like the main reason I'm excited about HBO Max deciding to do this because... I don't know if I could take the Matrix being postponed two years or something ridiculous. You know what I mean? I I, want it too bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I've been about Dune, man. Like, Mm -hmm. every time they're like, well, we're just going to push it back. I'm like, but why? Like, I want to see it. (laughs) I need it now. (laughs) I need it. I'm stuck in my house. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, that's HBO Max is doing that. And we'll see if some other... 
um, services follow suit. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how the next year of film releases pans out. And I'm, you know, I'm excited for the, the HBO stuff. That looks, yeah. looks really good. It'll be interesting to see if other movie, uh, movie companies follow suit. Yeah. Know, other distribution companies, just because it's like, you never, like, this might be just the, the beginning, you know, the beginning of the avalanche that is the, it, the change of the industry. And I feel like a lot of people that are coming and railing against this decision by Warner Brothers, I think it is because they don't want the industry to change because it's an unknown and they're not sure how it's going to, like, end up. But I think maybe we should shuffle up the industry just a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think had it far too good for far too long. <laughs> I, I, I've mentioned this podcast on here before a few times, um, but the Roger Deakins podcast is really good. Mm. And they um, they recently had on a guy who is I think he was a gaffer. Um, but anyway, they were just talking about how um, shooting movies during uh, COVID has been a really interesting in a lot of ways return to simplicity when it comes to uh mm. Um, film shoots because you don't have the same you don't quite have the same amount of manpower as you normally would so you have to so some some decisions are being made to like scale certain things down and um and with stuff going you know to streaming services budgets are you know are coming down and stuff like that but uh the gaffer guy was saying like yeah it's 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 a nice return to like what we how we learned how to make movies you know what i mean it's like you have to be creative and when you're facing uh you know you know when you're facing um, difficult decisions on set or you have to figure them out creatively rather, rather than just throwing money at it. And I think that same thing will be, will transfer over into sort of the quality of things that we start to see on these streaming services. I think, you know, knowing that you can't just put a movie in theaters and it'll make a billion dollars just because it's in theaters. Like now you have to be a little bit more conscious about how you're spending money and how you're making stuff. And so I, I just feel like, streaming services that are putting out and we'll get to this when we talk about the Disney stuff that we saw this week but I think there's just more care and effort being put into stuff that's going to streaming services than has ever been before so I'm really excited about that too yeah I agree I I am interested to see I think it I let me collect my thoughts for a second and I'm good um I <laughs> agree with you 100% I think that it's a it's going to be a rise and it's going to be a change in so the way it's been done, like we're like you're saying, it's not just about the shiny package and the marketing anymore. It's going to draw people in. It's about going to be about they're going to have to up their storytelling and the quality of the stories and the things that they're communicating. Totally, uh-huh. and that's where I go. Perfect. Let's yeah. let's make sure that that uh, that that's what we're focusing on, as opposed to these bright CGI, bright shiny explosions, all that stuff. We love them, but that's not what makes a good movie. It's about exactly. the story and the characters and the acting. And if we can get back to that kind of focus, I feel like we're just going to – we all are going to win because the movies and the streaming services, the TV shows like you were talking about with Disney, it's all just going to get so much better. Totally. I'm really looking oh. forward to it. Um, yeah. Let's uh, – then, yeah, why don't we um, – let's talk about some trailers that came out this week. Um, you know what? Let's. Yes, let's. The first one I have on my list is uh, the movie called Nobody. Have you seen this trailer? I sent that to you, mm-hmm. and I've been sending that to everybody because <laughs> I was sitting on my couch the other day, and it was like, why don't you check this out? And I went, okay, nobody. Mm-hmm. So I have two separate reactions for okay. the trailer, all hinged on one moment that happens in it. Hit me. As the movie started, as the trailer started, 
I was like, oh, this looks like a delightful character piece that stars Bob Odenkirk about just a frustrated suburban dad who's just tired of the, the in and outs of his regular life. Like all the stuff, like the pedestrian sort of way his life has become, like yearning for sort of the excitement of his past that's manifesting as like an anger problem. And he'll figure out a way to either fix it or it's going to destroy his family. But either way, it's going to be a fun character piece that Bob Odenkirk's kind of been known for lately, right? Mm -hmm. And then these dudes come into his house and he takes his family into the basement, opens up like a thermostat, punches a keypad, and a steel security door starts shutting. And he looks at his wife and goes, don't call 911. And just starts destroying these guys. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is so much better than I was prepared for. Yeah. Um, I'm so ready for it, man. Like, yeah. It looks like a ton of fun. Yeah, it does. It's directed by David Leach, who is one of the producers, I think, on John Wick. Uh huh. Um, and it looks it looks great. Like it 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 reminded me a little bit of um, it's like a cross between um, like John Wick, Taken, and like definitely like History of Violence. Um, have I you seen that movie? I'll also throw. I have, and I'll also throw uh, "Falling Down" with Michael Douglas. Yeah, that's definitely those vibes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like it has a, a a little sense of humor to it, um, which is, of course, why you would cast Bob Odenkirk. Um, and yeah, it just looks great. Um, yeah, it definitely reminded me of History of Violence, of just about this guy who like wanted to get out of you know the whatever life that he was in, but is thrust back into it. And yeah. And here's the thing: the voiceover is very standard. 12 years for 12 years i worked for some really bad people and you're like we, we get it like you don't <laughs> yeah we, we understand that. we just assume with the fact that you're because you're using a baseball bat to take on five dudes with assault rifles and you're winning yeah. i just assumed that you work for some bad people so <laughs> right like, i don't need that piece of information you can move on now keep going movie <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah it looks it looks great the action looks good it's uh it's different than john wick it's not as um it's not as flowery. It's not as um, choreographed. It's just more kind of brawling and just kind of brutal. And yeah, it looks it looks uh, it looks great. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm looking at it here. Christopher Lloyd is in it. Oh, as is as is Riza. OK, so like, the, yeah, OK. I'm kind of glad th those people weren't in the trailer because that'll be a nice surprise when you watch the movie, you know? Oh, yeah. I think that I think that uh, Christopher Lloyd is going to be the oh, no, he plays uh, Bob Odenkirk's dad. Oh, that's great. That's great. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited about that movie, man. Like, yeah, it just it's going to be like good. A, it look, it just goes, I feel like the attitude and the vibe of it is like, you know what this is. Right. So we're not going to do anything different. <laughs> yeah. going to have a good time. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I will. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's another, speaking of action movies, there's another one I saw. I just watched a trailer for this this morning. It's called Shadow in the Cloud. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of that. Why don't, I'm gonna so, Shadow... <laughs> At first, I thought it was going to be an Amelia Earhart biopic. <laughs> like, that's kind of what the vibe I got, what it looked like. Also down for that. <laughs> right. It stars Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, yes, I have seen this one with the gremlins on the plane. Yes. So, yeah. uh, Sorry, did I take your... Did I yeah, you kind of you you <laughs> stepped all over that, but that's My fine. Bad. I got so excited. Yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, so it's a World War II era kind of dogfight movie where she plays like uh a you know she calls herself an air air like you know an aircraft mechanic but obviously there's something more going on because she has a certain set of skills um and she has this package with her 
and it seems to be attracting um, these enemy aircrafts, and along with those enemy aircrafts, these like weird flying gremlin-looking things, which I think are vampires. Uh, I think uh, I think they are vampires, f- based on how they look, and based on the title of the movie. Uh, Shadow is, I think, that term being in the. Uh, is now in the cultural zeitgeist because of what we do in the shadows is kind of having vampire overtones. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be vampires. I think what's it because basically the package or the you know the package is sort of the MacGuffin of the movie, and I think that those creatures are after that package. And I think it's probably like, you know, because they're you know it's probably like Dracula's egg or his heart or something or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. going to be something like that. I'm I'm really looking forward to it though. Uh, it yeah. looks really cool. It looks, it's it's the thing that grabbed me is it it's unlike anything else I've seen lately. Yeah, it like looks it, totally different. It looks cool. It's very out of left field too. Like mm-hmm. I had not heard that this was being made. I had no right. idea like what was going on, and then all of a sudden it was just like boop on my like social media deal was just like, hey, you should watch this, and I did. I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. It looks cool too because I think the the concept of it is really interesting because it's like it's a movie that you can shoot. Uh, assuming that most of the movie takes place in that plane, um, it's a movie you can shoot for relatively cheaply mm-hmm. and without a lot of people on set. So it wouldn't have surprised me if like some of this was shot during COVID and stuff like that. Oh, um, totally. It's just an interesting concept, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it looks. Uh... I'm 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 excited to go watch it. I'll put it that way. Yeah. No. She. Uh. There's a there's a really sick action sequence in the trailer, where she falls out the bottom of the plane that she's in, and yep. it looks like she's gonna hit the ground, but then a plane below her explodes, and that explosion blasts her back up into the plane that she fell from. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was yeah. really creative. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I was like, my reaction was little over the top but you know what i li- yeah. like it in a movie about a good, in a movie about weird gremlin vampire things in in the 40s Look, Hassan, i like <laughs> i like my world war ii aerial gremlin features grounded in reality okay yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah no uh so yeah shadow in the cloud looks really really good and i'm excited to see um yeah how bananas it actually Very is so yeah, um, she's a great actress, man. She and is. She's, she's really one good. of those that like constantly surprises me, like because she like does she just randomly pops up here and there when you just least expect her, and she just destroys on screen. And mm-hmm. I think she's, I think she's got a really like really good long career ahead of her because she chooses her stuff smartly, and she spaces herself out. She she doesn't oversaturate stuff, and she's always right. looking to do completely different little like different projects all the time so i'm excited i always look forward to seeing seeing her in in movies so yeah she's great um yeah i'm super excited to uh to continue to see her you know sort of her path through hollywood i think it'll be it'll be good um okay so the rest of the trailers that i have are all disney stuff should we dive into that unless you have any other non-disney trailers i have one before we do it okay Uh, it's a movie that i'm really actually i'm I'm really looking forward to do Arch cool. Enemy with. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Arch Enemy. Mm-hmm. Tell me about is it. A very, so it's a very interesting uh, take on the superhero genre, and it um, it stars. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Manginello. Joe Manginello. Joe Manginello. Yeah, and um, but it's also got Paul Shear 
in it uh-huh. as this crazy dude with like a barbed wire halo tattoo around his head. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like Glenn Howerton is the bad guy in it from It's, it's Always Sunny. This uh-huh. bleach blonde hair and this crazy, I think he's got a mustache in it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's out now, but it's a, um, it's essentially like a darker version, a way darker version of like Hancock. But it's like mm-hmm. it's this guy who's homeless who claims to be from another dimension. He's a superhero from another dimension mm-hmm. who fell through, who fell through like a hole, came to our place, and he has no powers here in our dimension. So he's but he's this he can he's this alcoholic homeless dude. So nobody believes that he's actually <laughs> the super the superhero, and so he meets up with this teenager. And essentially, long story short, the teenager gets into trouble, and then um, his name is Max Fist by the way excuse me nice yeah so then max fist basically just goes well i'm not having any of this shit and just starts like beating the crap out of these gangsters and it's actually like i'm really looking forward to it because it looks it's from one of the guys that made mandy Mm -hmm. and so it's got this hyper color like kind of you know kind of film style to it and oh man, it just look it looks fun. It looks dark and fun and kind of twistedly violent, like in a good way, not in like a I think I'm gonna puke kind of way, but in just like a fun, like <laughs> this is out of control kind of way. Like it's kind of it reminds me of like a roller coaster, you know. Like I feel like this build, 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 and then once it goes over that hill, like you just just hang on for the ride because it's gonna get a little nuts. So that's what I'm. I saw that a while ago. I've been really excited to see it. Um, yeah, it looks good. Plus, it's Joe Mangianello. Come on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I think there's a Valiant comic that, like, is a – it's not exactly this, but there's a Valiant comic where there, it's, like, a similar premise where there's, like, a a superhero who was, like, a superhero, like – uh, like a basically last like a superhero of the last generation and then he like went off to live on like an alien planet or something and then he came back and like no one believes that he was a superhero or something like that oh like, interesting yeah. i forget what it's called but there, there's something like that you know but, what uh, i'm gonna look that up and find it i'm absolutely gonna go buy that today and have it shipped to my house because yeah that sounds like a good time <laughs> yeah um all right, so the rest of the trailers that I have is Disney stuff, and then I got a little bit of news after that. So let's get through oh, these Disney trailers. Did, did Disney release some trailers this week? They did. Just a couple, or a dozen. Just a few. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, like, um, all of them? Yeah, all of the trailers. Um, the first oh, you one... want trailers? Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, the first Merry one Christmas. I have on now my shut list... Up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the first one I have is Loki. Did you see this trailer? I did. What do you think? Um, I think I'm very I'm interested. Uh, I'm more interested than I thought I was going to be because uh, I I, I like you. Tom Hiddleston as Loki, but I was at the yep. end of all the Avengers movies. I'm kind of exhausted by that character. Oh, we're 100 um, percent on the same page. I was afraid <laughs> we were wouldn't be. So well, this is not good podcasting because we're not going to have a head to head and discussion where we're offering each other <laughs> alternate points. I'm agreeing with you 100 um, percent. Although I am. So but what excited me about this trailer is it is looks it looks completely like what I it's not it's nothing like what I expected it to be. Yes. Um, uh, it looks like there's some meta stuff going on. Um, so he you know, it picks up the trailer picks up. Uh, he in um, Avengers Infinity War where he grabs a Tesseract uh, and dips out um, and he awakens on some kind of planet and then he then it cuts or, to him and an 
He said what? Picks up in Mongolia. Yeah. That is yeah. what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, with that Tesseract, who knows? He could be in, exactly. like, Earth 2.5 or something, exactly. you know? He can go anywhere. Yeah, so he ends up uh, in an elevator with Owen Wilson, who it took me a second to realize who that was. <laughs> oh, my God, me too. I was like, who is this that he's talking to? I was like, oh, it's Owen Wilson. He looks old. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, Owen Wilson is old. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Owen Wilson showing his age. And not in a bad way, but just, I'm just, youthful Hansel Zoolander days Mm -hmm. where it's just, and then it was just like, whoa. Okay, Mm -hmm. prison warden Owen Wilson. All right. Right. Um, Yeah, no. uh, So he's, yeah, and Owen Wilson is kind of like the, some company man, you know, kind of showing Loki the ropes at this place called the TVA. Now, I don't know what that is. Do you know what the TVA is? I have no idea. Um, see, what they're doing a lot lately for the new slate, and we'll talk about some of the new stuff coming up, which I'm mm-hmm. really interested to see. They're pulling from a lot of the new Marvel stuff that's that's post my, like, I haven't kept, I've kept up on the guys I like to read and the gals, mm-hmm. but I haven't kept up on sort of the new stuff and what they're doing for, like, the youth of today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's, Okay, I think I found it. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I yeah, and I I just watched the trailer this this morning, like right before we started recording. So my fresh take on it is it looks interesting. I am like you. I'm way more interested than I thought I was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks fresh. It looks kind of weird. And mm-hmm. I was super the thing. And honestly, out of everything that got me, the nod to DB Cooper, I was like, oh. So we're saying that Loki is D.B. Cooper, and I'm kind of here for that. Are you talking about when he jumps out of the plane at the end? Yes, sir. Do you know yeah. Do you know D.B. Cooper? Yeah, why don't you tell the uh, the audience? Okay, so for those of you that don't know, and for those of you that do, and if I miss any details, please correct me. I have no problem with this. Mm-hmm. Um, D.B. Cooper is the alias of a man in the 70s who got on an airplane and redirected an air, hijacked an airplane for a, an extremely large sum of money. And then uh, while it was in the air over Oregon or Washington, I can't remember which, he put on a parachute. Yeah. Which one? I think it was Washington. Washington. That's what my brain's telling me. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the two. I'm pretty sure it's Washington. But as they were over Washington, he um, he jumped, grabbed a parachute with a briefcase full of money and jumped out of the plane and was never found again. And mm-hmm. no one knows what happened to him. No one knows if he died in the wilderness. No one knows if he got his got his uh, money. But this is where it feeds into me because the conspiracy theories on this dude are large and very much in charge on this one. Like <laughs> yeah. where he's at, what happened to him, is he dead, is he still alive? And there have been people that have popped up, a couple people that have popped up since then claiming to be D.B. Cooper that mm-hmm. either A, can't be 100% proven that they were, or B – definitely aren't but they have information that they probably shouldn't have so it's one of those weird things where it's like we just don't know and so mm-hmm. in the trailer at the end he's got the sunglasses and the suit on in the 70s grabs the briefcase and jumps out of the plane and then gets picked up by the bifrost and i was like oh i i like this this is a mm-hmm. fun that's a fun way to do it like i'm in now yeah so apparently the tva is the time variance authority and it's a oh. fictional organization uh, of a group of timeline monitors from Marvel well, Comics. If it's not fictional, would we know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that's <laughs> what we, they want us to think. <laughs> Don't pay attention to them. 
Yeah. So the TVA claims responsibility for monitoring the multiverse. Okay, that makes sense. And can prune timelines if they're deemed too too dangerous to exist. Um, they also take action to prevent other beings from altering the past or the future. They were first seen allowing Justice Peace, a lawman from the future, to travel to the 20th century in order to stop the killer Zaniac. Um, Peace is able to succeed in his mission thanks to the assistance of Thor. Okay, so I think what I think it's pretty safe to say, uh, or it's pretty safe to speculate that um, the sort of the premise for the show is going to be basically when Loki takes the Tesseract and jumps through time and stuff like, or time and space. Um, the TVA is like, hey, bro, you can't be doing that. You know, we could either imprison you forever or you can work for us. And he's like, fine, I'll work for you. You know what I mean? Because, of course, that's what Loki's going to do it, until Absolutely. he gets the opportunity to betray them. Uh <laughs> yeah, exactly, because he's a trickster god and he always ends up trying to spin it. Yeah, so I think that's going to be sort of like the uh, the thrust of the show. And he's going to – every episode he'll be sent on – different missions to like make sure certain things in history happen the way they're supposed to. Um, this is not totally dissimilar to the, the most recent season of uh, umbrella Academy. Um, I don't know if you've watched that at all, but um, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay. Uh, I've been going through uh, just finished, just finished Lovecraft country. Recently. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Nice. So How did you like that? How that wrap up list? I thought it was good, man. Good. It's, it's an interesting show. You know, I'm excited mm -hmm. to see where they, you know, where they go with it, if they go anywhere with it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I okay. enjoyed it. I like that kind of like unsettling horror, um, but horror light with some intrigue and maybe a little bit of magic. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I will say the, uh, the second episode had the big scare jump for me. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching it while, while AJ was asleep. And I shouldn't have been doing that because <laughs> ah. I've got this now with the new house that we're in, we've got this big backyard that's just dark at night. And mm -hmm. so like, and I'm used to apartment living. So it's like space is not a thing where that I'm like comfortable right. with yet. And plus there's a bunch of weird noises around the neighborhood and the house settling and stuff. So I'm always just like, who, who that be? Um, right. But like, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so there's the part where she, where she lays down in bed and there's like the creepy old woman that's like next to the bed and the camera just glides over it. I was just like, Oh jeez. Like, yeah. <laughs> like after that, it was like, I woke the dog up. She was on alert. Like it was just a whole, it was a whole thing after that. So it got me pretty good. A couple times in that show, it got me pretty good. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, every, the cast is excellent. Cool. Um, their production value, the writing, it's all, it's all fascinating. So good. But anyway, so uh, umbrella Academy being like uh, the TVA. Yeah, there was some of some of that going on because the the second season kind of revolves around like they they at, in order to uh, avoid the apocalypse at the end of the first season they travel through time and they end mm -hmm. up in the in the um the 60s and uh right. and it's kind of centers around like the 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 JFK assassination and and, and all that kind of stuff and they, there's certain things through history that they have to like do to make sure stuff happens like on time and stuff like that and they have like a um the Umbrella Academy, like one of the members, is part of. Uh, I forget what they're called. Like they're called like the corporation or the organization or whatever. And they're sure. they're basically they basically are the TVA. Their job is to manage all the timelines throughout the multiverse and stuff like that. So, so it's essentially the Men in Black, but for timelines. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So yeah, I think that's uh it's interesting, and I would I'll be happy to see uh, Tom Hiddleston jumping around in in different time periods and stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, 
Yeah, uh, there's apparently a lot of that because we're go- uh, the next one on, on the list that I have is WandaVision. Have you seen the newest trailer for that? I saw the first trailer. Okay. Um, the second trailer is, is not much more than info. that. I feel, I feel like it's a little bit clearer. Like the information is presented a little bit more clearly, but it's not like it's not a whole bunch of new information. You see yeah. some of the other cast members, which is cool. Oh, cool. Um, Catherine Hahn is in it. She plays like a neighbor. Catherine Hahn is yeah. um, from <laughs> her, my favorite character of hers is uh, she plays um, uh, Bobby Newport's campaign manager in Parks yes. and Rec. <laughs> I love Katherine Hahn. She's, yeah, she's great. She is one of those comedy actresses. Like anytime she's in something, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that because you're funny. Like I even enjoy her like TV commercials for the cars. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're good. You're funny. I chuckle at that. Like, good yep. job. I love her. I love her character in Step Brothers, though. Just that beaten mm-hmm. down wife of um, of uh, what's his face? Why am I forgetting his name? Adam. Uh, oh, this is gonna kill me. I hate this. Look it up. Google it. We I have am, technology, I'm Derek. Googling. Jeez. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. Adam Scott. Adam Scott, yep. So yeah, it's just this beaten down, underappreciated wife who's just like horny for John C. Riley's character. And like it's just it's so good. Dale. Like, yeah, Dale. <laughs> um, yeah, she's great. Um, it seems so it seems like the premise I'm getting a lot of like Stranger Things vibes from this show. Yeah. Um it, it seems like it's kind of uh, – so I'm going to speculate on the premise of this show because it's what I do. Um, it seems like Wanda and Vision – it seems like Wanda created a reality for herself in which the Vision is still alive and they live together and have a – you know, whatever, have a relationship and whatever. But someone gets to her while she's in her, like, reality with the Vision and starts right. corrupting it. Yeah. Um, and changing things and stuff like that. And now she's they're like stuck in there and oh. they're trying to like get out, but like every few however however long, like the reality changes a little bit and it's going through different decades and stuff like that. And Interesting. they're trying to figure out like somebody is like it seems like somebody is trying to trap her in that the like the dream world, if you will, and she's trying to get out. That's what the trailer seems to be hinting That's at. Interesting because her the Scarlet Witch's original powers in the sixties mm-hmm. run of the X Men was in mm-hmm. was it a, a, a rela- reality manipulating they were reality right. manipulating powers so she could mm-hmm. make you know a warehouse look like a palace or whatever and so that was that was her original skill set and so right. get into the um you know the object manipulation and all that kind of stuff so it's interesting mm-hmm. that they started with the newest skill set that she had but for the TV show they're going back to her original skill set from the 60s so mm-hmm. i think that's very interesting and like we've said and what we've talked about previously, I think, I think you're starting to hit more on the head towards what my theory was: is that this she's been living in this for so long, and she wants this to be the reality. So she's going a little nuts, and that's mm-hmm. what's going to lead her to her mental break, and so possibly go into this might be it. She might be her reality manipulating powers might be a uh, multiverse dimension dimension harnessing. Like mm-hmm. power that they might believe totally. this to, because she is in the multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange. Yes, of so course. Probably, I'm guaranteeing the two are linked somehow. Oh yeah, I don't know how yet, but um, you know. Plus, if you really look at if you look at what the the end of the Avengers run that was led to the new Avengers, she went insane and through her powers killed like most of the Avengers that led Tony and Cap to basically start the new Avengers with Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Wolverine, and mm-hmm. Luke Cage. 
Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm excited about this. Like, yeah, it's I think it's going to be weird good. enough. And just it's it's the the concept is squirmy. That's the term I'm going to use. Like you can't right. quite get a handle on what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like one of the con- one of the properties that's that will that I want to talk about about Disney that's coming up. It's going to be very straightforward, but I'm very excited about it. this one. It's like I have no idea what it's going to be. Totally. And that I'm actually really excited. Yeah, and I think that's the way to get people excited to watch stuff, regardless of if it's going to be in the theaters or not. Is like to make it intriguing from the outset and make make it must watch even if it's at home you know absolutely and going back this is something that just occurred to me too going back to the loki thing again mm-hmm. that is a multiverse such situation as well which mm-hmm. also and they, it's rumored that doctor strange is going to be the new iron man like the mm-hmm. new iron man character that kind of is sort of the they're going to make him a little bit more of the arrogant yes but a little bit more of along with spider-man a little bit more of the beating heart of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really great way to do it. If you just have this plus let's be honest, after we watch Dr. Strange, he just has a cool skill set, So it's gonna be fun to be able to jump around between realities. Yeah. And I think the cool thing about, and I think, I think you're right in that, in that uh, the speculation about him being sort of the, the moral center or like the, you know, the beating heart of the group, because he, he was even starting to play a little bit of that role in, um, mm-hmm. in infinity war. Um, because right. if you think about it, what what is the most central thing to that character post his like becoming the Sorcerer Supreme is yes his his power set, but it's also his wisdom because he's mm-hmm. seen he's seen shit that like they like they couldn't even imagine yet, and so like he understands exactly. the grandness of it all, and I think yeah. that that that's an important but a heavy burden for him to carry, and I think that like. That will come through. Uh, I think Benedict Cumberbatch did a great job of it. Even just the little that he did in Infinity oh, yeah. War when he like gave up the the stone. He's like, it's the only way. Like that type of stuff. Like he he knows. Like he he can see time as like this nonlinear thing. Like yeah, I think that 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 will be that his like wisdom, his wise wisdomness will like be a big part of his character. I think. I agree. Who do you think would win in a multiverse uh, multiverse <laughs> fight off, Doctor Strange or Loki? As long as Loki has the Tesseract. Oh, if Loki has a Tesseract, well, well, because they're each an Infinity Stone, like the Time Stone exactly. and, the, and the Reality Stone, I think, is the one he has. Or is it the Time the Time? No, he which, has the Time I can't, Stone. The Time Stone. Gotcha. Doctor Strange has the Time Stone. Uh, Loki has the Reality. Gotcha. Um, I think, I think Doctor Strange ultimately wins. I think, I think Loki may best up. him a few times, but ultimately Doctor Strange would win. See, that's where I'm at too. Yeah, because he yeah, because he can see all of the outcomes. Yeah, like, he he like, knows what Loki's going to do before he even does it. You know, exactly. give me five minutes. I'll find a way to beat you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, WandaVision looks great. Um, the next one is, yeah, the next one I have on my list. It brings us back down to Earth a bit. With, and I'm sorry, uh, real quick. Sorry, so go ahead. Get yelled at. The Tesseract is the space stone. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because the reality stone is the one that was in Vision, right? No, that was the Soul Stone. Soul Stone, yeah. Reality. Who has the reality stone? You know, does Scarlet Witch have it? We don't yeah. need to keep digging ourselves into no, a deeper. No, we have, have to yell. know who has. No, I'm just kidding. I want <laughs> the nerds, the other nerds on the internet, to yell at us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the next one I have is uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You seen this trailer? Son, I'm yeah. so ready. It looks yeah. so good. Oh God, it looks fun. 
it so yeah it does and just let me say this like it was really cool to watch these trailers because I watched all these trailers this morning for the most part for the first time. Okay. And I was kind of just going in order based on the YouTube alg- algorithm of what was next. Yeah. And so it was very interesting to see the entire sort of Disney Plus slate that they have coming like because you could juxt- you could juxtapose the different tones and genres against each other. And it was really interesting to go from WandaVision to Falcon and Winter Soldier because they're so different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hyper different yeah the falcon winter soldier looks really really good and it looks like they really put some time and money into it and i'm really excited about that seriously man it looks awesome like it looks high octane super fun like big baron zemo's back which i'm 100 mm-hmm. percent behind it because daniel Bruhl is an amazing actor mm-hmm. who knows what he's doing like it oh god oh, we got sebastian stan with a with a crew cut <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm down. I like Sabat. I like both of them. Like they're yeah, so they're good. great. Let's talk real quick about that sequence, that flight sequence towards the end where Falcons oh, go yeah. through the canyon, getting chased by like the helicopters and stuff, mm-hmm. and the fighter jets. Whoo! Yep, dude. Looks like the um, it looks like his wingsuit got a bit of an upgrade. It seems like oh, they yeah. went from like the the different vented kind of engine to like a singular kind of jet engine thing. Oh yeah. It looks sick. It looks really, oh, co- looks dude, really cool. It looks so dope. Like yeah. just, it was one of those like, man, it, you know what it reminded me of a little bit mm-hmm. was the, um, the flight action sequence in independence day where Will yes. Smith is following the alien like ship, like the fighter ship, like through the canyons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, like give me more of this, please. Like that yep. looks awesome. <laughs> Plus, yeah. It's going to be like, I love it because it's like they've got the they've got the you know the separate thing like Falcon can take the can take the air you know Winter Soldier's got the ground so it'll be super fun plus they didn't really show a lot of like what the Winter Soldier does in the show which I am like right. I think that's going to be let's take it back remember the hand to hand combat sequence on mm-hmm. the street between Captain America and Winter Soldier in the Winter Soldier oh, that's one of my favorite fight sequences in film it's super good. It's so well choreographed. It is so like earnest. Mm-hmm. It is so brutal, and it's so fast that it just is like, oh, it's good. Like I am looking forward to having some of that. I want to see Winter Soldier take on U.S. Agent like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Fight, because let's be honest, U.S. Agent not really. <laughs> he doesn't really have hold a candle to a dude that's a super soldier with a with a power arm. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Happening. Um, yeah, I hope this show is basically a. I hope this show is basically Alias, but with these two characters. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, just a weekly espionage action show. Like, I, I hope that that's what it is, and it seems like that's what it's going to be, and I'm very excited. Hundred percent. I think. Okay, predictions. When do you think Falcon is going to get the shield? I think that that's going to happen. Probably. Probably, if it's assuming it's going to be the first season is going to be ten episodes, probably around the fourth, or probably mid season, like anywhere between three and five, I think okay. is when it's going to happen. I'm going to predict he goes later. Yeah, later I than that. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be him weighing the decision of because mm-hmm. Cap gave him the shield, so I think it's going to be him running from running from Cap's wishes. Him mm-hmm. and uh, and Bucky having conversations about destiny and responsibility mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, and that kind of an obligation and 
towards the end, I think, is when he's going to decide to pick up the shield and uh, become the new Captain America. And, oh, I'm so ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's – yeah. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good show. I'm really I'm really excited about it. I think you're right. It may be a little bit later. Uh, whenever that moment happens, it's going to be it's going to be really amazing. I'm I have a feeling it'll it. be on the same level of that like hell yeah moment when uh, Cap yeah. pulls in pulls in Mjolnir, where it's just yep. like go get him, buddy. Like yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Next one I have is uh, Marvel's What If. Did you see this trailer? I saw the trailer right before we started recording. Okay. I I am excited that it's animated. Yes. Yes. I like that. I mm-hmm. think they can play around a little bit more. Like, I will say this. It's been wonderful to have live action recreations of all totally. the comic books. I want to see some more animation, though. Um, totally. So for that, I'm excited about. And, uh, yeah, man, it just looks like a fun Twilight Zone version-y Marvel show that's going to be just really fun to have some good surprises and some fun, like, oh, that's cool mm-hmm. moments in it. So, yeah, I I think it's great. Zombie Captain America. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I like, think it looks great. Cool. Um, yeah. I think, I think it looks awesome. I love that they got, you know, the original voice actors to do it. Um, yes. that was key. Yes. Um, I'm very excited to see, I mean, this will be Chadwick Boseman's last performance mm-hmm. as, as black Panther. So that'll be yeah. great to see or as T'Challa rather. Um, also on that note, did you also see that Disney announced that they're not going to be recasting the role I Black did, Panther, which I was which very I'm happy about. Super smart, yo. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought that was that was a great a great decision. Um, I also love the casting of Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher. I think that's yes. really cool. Yes. Um, very good. Yeah, he's got a, a great voice. That'll be that'll be awesome. Yeah, and I just love the way that it's being presented. It's being presented. Yeah, like as you said, like Twilight Zone. It's like Marvel's Twilight Zone, basically. Um, but it seems like it's going to be kind of presented like, like as if it were cosmos, <laughs> you know what I yes. mean? Like I will be your guide through the multiverse. And I, I love that. Um, I love welcome that. Welcome to your, I am Carl Sagan. Yeah. <laughs> if in the Marvel universe. Yeah. I, I think it looks great. Um, yeah, I'm thoroughly looking forward to that. That'll be a good one to watch. Um, the next one I have is. So it seems like I'm out of the Marvel. Did you have any other Marvel, any other Marvel trailers or news or anything oh, like that? Oh, do I? Yeah. Not <laughs> okay. a trailer. Hit me. But a concept that's coming out. Uh, the Armor Wars. What is that? Have you heard about oh, this? Uh, yes. There's one more. There's another trailer after this I'm going to talk about. But yes, oh, okay, Armor cool. Wars. Go ahead. Okay. Armor Wars. Super excited about this. Mm-hmm. As you know, I am an Iron Man fan. I love Iron Man tech. If I could live in an Iron Man suit, goodbye. I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Um but I love the concept of this because I feel like this is sort of going to be like the sibling show to the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Because as it is Falcon and um, the Winter Soldier taking up the mantle of Captain America and making sure that his legacy lives on, Armor Wars is James Rhodes taking up the mantle of Tony Stark to keep pushing the fight to make sure that Stark tech doesn't fall into the wrong hands. So it's like we're going to get an Iron Man TV show just starring War Machine, which shut up and let me (laughs) watch it because I'm ready to see that Don Cheadle's back as James Rhodes. I'm like, dude, let's do this. Like the plot synopsis on IMDb is find out in this series what would happen if Tony Stark's tech fell into the wrong hands. And it's going to be this great like, you know, 
James Rhodes kind of like walking around, like maybe doing his war machine thing a little bit, and then finding out somebody found like somebody stole Stark tech and is creating Iron Man suits, and he's just gonna be like, oh hell no, like my friend did not die so that you idiots could pull this shit, <laughs> like right, which I'm like, yeah. War Machine has always been great, especially in his own run, because he just brings the beat down, dude. Like, it's so awesome. And so I'm just super, like, he's the tank buster version of the Iron Man armor. Like, he just mm -hmm. gets in and just wrecks stuff. Like, I'm so ready to watch, and so ready to just watch Don Cheadle fully in Rhodey's, Rhodey's character, just mm -hmm. get let off the chain, you know? Yeah. And watching him take the take the controls of the Iron Man legacy, like it's gonna be awesome. And then speaking of the Iron Man legacy, they're also coming out with an Ironheart uh, TV show. With um, I'm not. This is one of, the, and this is where we get into the characters that I'm not super familiar with. But mm -hmm. a 16 year old girl is Iron Man right now. I'm down. That's awesome. Let's do it. You know, I think yeah. it's gonna be super cool. Super cool. I think it's gonna be super slick. It's gonna be fun to see it in the TV show format. Um, I mean, I felt cheated from Iron Man 3 that I didn't get the film that I wanted to see, and I feel like Armor Wars is going to bring that to more... Excuse me. Wow, that burp escaped me. Um, sorry, everybody. <laughs> My body just got super excited. Um, I'm really excited because I think that Armor Wars is going to be more of what I wanted Iron Man 3 to be, just mm -hmm. in a television show. So I'm here for it. I'm here all day. Totally. And I think it'll be fun to see Ironheart kind of come up and uh, hopefully at some point they'll have a crossover and, you know, maybe their storylines will converge in the second season or like end of first. But I am like, I'm down. Like I saw the Armor Wars logo and I just went, yep, I'll be watching that. Yeah. Like, that'll be an entire weekend for me. Don't bother me. I'm turning my yeah. phone not disturbed. And that's just what I'm doing. Nice. So, um, yeah, that yeah. sounds great. I hadn't Those heard of that two, one yet. I'm so that's super cool. excited about. There's yeah. also an I Am Groot show or film mm -hmm. that's coming out that I'm like, yeah, okay, great. I'll watch <laughs> the giant alien tree just do his thing. Like, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, you got to have something for the kids, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, there's yeah. also uh, – uh, there was a Miss Marvel first look uh, yeah. for that show that they're doing. That looks great too. Um, I didn't that watch that. You said what? I didn't watch it. Gotcha. But I think it's great that there's a Miss Marvel coming out. Like I love these – as much as it pains me – but it makes me sad to see mm -hmm. the to see the characters that I grew up with, you know, mm -hmm. kind of being rotated out a little bit and making right. way for this newer generation of Marvel superheroes. Mm -hmm. It makes me a little bit bummed out because I as I, it's happening while I'm in my mid to late thirties, so I'm feeling aged out of the thing that I grew up loving. Where they're kind of like, You're yeah old. Yeah old, go yeah. away. <laughs> like you're dead. And I'm like, but 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 Iron Man, like, he's dead, okay? Get over it. We're moving on. It's like, but, but, but I, but I love him. And they're like, yeah, no, he's dead though. So, like, also, you're almost forty. Get over it. So it's like, I, I feel like I'm being transitioned out. Like, as I'm getting older, I feel like I'm being transitioned out of my like my nerd love zone. But I also think it's super cool that they're bringing all of this extra, all these extra new younger heroes that are, you know, that uh, that really, you know, kids can look up to. You know, that are mm -hmm. kind of like it's like the Harry Potter connection. You know, there's an entire generation of people that grew up that were the same age as Harry Potter throughout the books and the movies. And so it like really links into it. And I think it, it adds I think it adds a nice connection to those characters. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what they do with it for sure. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, man. Disney is on a roll right now. Um, but here's the thing. Doesn't matter what Miss Marvel. I've and I'm not super familiar with Ironheart, but that's my girl. 
anything <laughs> Stark Tech is I'm just like, just superpowered <laughs> suits here for it. Let's go. Yep. Um, yeah, man, Disney is on a roll right now. Um, they they announced most of this at their like investor event that just happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some other Disney properties outside of Marvel. Um, we're getting a Buzz Lightyear origin story with Chris Evans, which I'm super happy about. Yeah, that that'll be really cool. Um, is he playing Buzz Lightyear, like a yeah. young Buzz Lightyear? That's yeah, cool. he's playing Buzz Lightyear. So the way I describe it to AJ today when I was looking through some articles and stuff is uh-huh. this would be like – this would be the movie that came out in the Toy Story universe that launched the Buzz Lightyear toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm ha- it's weirdly meta, but I'm here for it. Yeah, is that awesome. is that what is that what that is? Is that's what the movie is going to be? It's essentially what it is. So it's an animated movie that's going to tell the story of an early, of of Buzz Lightyear. So it would be like the movie that launched the franchise, the TV show in the Toy Story universe that then gotcha. led to them creating creating a Buzz toy. Lightyear action figure. So I'm like, that's awesome. Now I've is the wondered... sorry? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm I'm. Just... I was going to ask: Is the show is the show animated in the universe or is it supposed to be a live action show in that universe? Asan, Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like we have enough information about the okay. Toy Story universe to confidently answer that question, but I'm going to go with animated because okay. the Buzz Lightyear toy looks the way it does. If it was a live action, Got you. I feel like he'd look a little, look a little different. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But yeah. That's just, yeah. I feel like he'd look like the, uh, the Iron Man's uh, white space suit a little bit more if it was a live action show. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's a really interesting idea. Um, and you know, if that does well or people receive that well, you know you're gonna get the Woody, the the Woody version. <laughs> oh, can we please get a dark and gritty Woody movie that's like unforgiven? Where it's, <laughs> yeah. where it's just like someone poisoned the water hole. <laughs> shoots a guy between the eyes <laughs> it's just someone poisoned the water hole cameras moving along this like dusty grass like prairie like house setting towards a cabin there's a family dead on the ground someone poisoned the water hole it's woody's family and he's out for revenge <laughs> yeah exactly exactly his line uh, it adds a depth he's like they're like, well, I think I'd be in trouble except there's a snake in my boot. And it turns out his little mini revolver he keeps in his boot is named Snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Can we just make that movie now? Can, like fan film. I want to do that now. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. If any of you out there that are listening to this, if you want to make that movie with us, reach out because we'll yeah. make the hell out of that. And that would just be a fun project to make. Who's 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 young, young Woody? Ooh, good question. Good, good question. So I'm casting. I think Chris Pine is is we where you got to go. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I love me some Chris Pine. Um, he's done a western now at this point. I think. Yeah. I think he's got the he's got the jaw. You know who I would pick if you were doing? I don't think it would be a. I think a Woody origin story turning into turning into a sheriff. This mm-hmm. is just where I'm going with this because. He did a great Western with it, but I would go older, like a lot older. Mm-hmm. There's a Western out there, and I'm going to look it up, but it stars Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. And it is an absolute just revenge tale blast. Nice. Uh, I think it's <laughs> called – yeah, I would go um, – come on, IMDb, get with it, please. There we go. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm searching faster than IMDb can keep up right now. 
Um, what is it called? I'm sorry. This is super great audio right here. <laughs> butter while I while I Google the Salvation. Okay. So it's Mad Mickelson, Ava Green, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he plays Jonathan Price is in it. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a great cast, but he plays a um, it's in post Civil War America. Um, this mm-hmm. local gang leader played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan murders Mad Mickelson's family, which is not what you ever want to do. Yeah, <laughs> a stupid choice, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, um, but he plays a a, um, a Swedish immigrant that came in. So there's like an influx of Swedish immigrants in post Civil War that came to the 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 American frontier because mm-hmm. they could because it was after their sort of attempted revolution and they lost. So a lot of the people that were on the revolutionary side came over. This is just actual history. Came mm-hmm. over to America to escape being you know executed. So um, <laughs> as one does, as one does. So he's this former soldier who tried to rise up against his government, lost, and then came over to the frontier. And so he's this, it's that standard, like, he's a quiet, seemingly gentle man until this asshole kills his family. And then, oh, look at that. He's a murder machine. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a Western, so it's super fun. Yeah, I yeah, would do I would great. do Mads Mickelson in the Woody, Woody deal. Or, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I'm scratch all that. John Hamm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Done. I'm sure that's how Mad Men was cast. Uh, you know what? Scratch all that. We're just going to get John Hamm. <laughs> Record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple of the Marvel things um, that we didn't get trailers for, but we saw some news about. Um, the Hawkeye show is coming. Um, that's obviously going to star Jeremy Renner. Um, and also Haley Steinfeld who's going to play yeah. Kate Bishop, who he's going to pass the mantle on to eventually. Which is fine. Yeah, no, I like Haley Stanfield a lot. Yeah, I was straight. just, uh, oh, no. I was just watching. I wasn't, I wasn't saying that to disparage Haley Steinfeld. Like, not at all. I think she's awesome. Like Derek, you finally have a platform for your Haley Steinfeld hatred. <laughs> on your podcast? Yeah, is go for it. Is this what it means to get best friend status? I can, now, yes. I can now finally unleash my fury against Haley Steinfeld, who has yep. no reason for me to hate her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, I like her. I've liked her ever since. Like her first role was True Grit, and she she stole the show yeah. against Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon. She was yep. the best part of that entire movie. Yeah, she's she's great. Uh, she'll be great Super as talented. Kate Bishop. I can't wait until like five, probably five years from now, when mm-hmm. like we have like basically the you know the new avengers like whatever the next phase oh yeah oh yeah you know led by you know kate bishop spider-man like the young guns essentially like i'm i'm really excited about that era marvel and some iron yeah i think that'd be great that sounds good that sounds good Uh, yeah totally um but samuel jackson's still alive and running the show for some reason yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) that man will never die yeah um let's see what else we got um okay so tatiana maslany was finally confirmed as she-hulk which is so funny when it leaks and they're like, well, no, 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 it's not confirmed yet. It's like, no, it is. <laughs> no, it is. It, we know about the, it. That means it's confirmed. The way the internet works is we all know. It's a hive mind brain at this point. Like, yep. it's our collective consciousness. If it's out there and it seems like it makes sense, yeah, it's done. Like, okay. I think it's great. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about that casting choice? Uh, I think it's great. I think she's great. I think she's going to be great as She-Hulk. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is going to reprise his Hulk ro- role and make some appearances. Uh, I think 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a good show. I think it's it'll be, be akin to um, um, what's the show? Um, uh, Jessica Jones. I think it'll be akin to that. Um, that you level think it'll be of. Than Jessica, you think it'll be better than Jessica Jones? Oh uh, well, the first season of Jessica Jones is really good. Oh no, um, I know. I'm not arguing against. Oh, but I do think it'll be better than the Jessica second Jones. season was the giant flop. Yeah, no, the second season wasn't great. Um, yeah, I think it'll be similar to that, though. I mean, I think it'll be street level um, crime. I don't know if they've confirmed whether or not, because uh, She Hulk, from what I remember, is stuck in that form. Like she doesn't go back and forth like the regular yeah. Hulk. Yeah, so I, I'm assuming that that's what they'll do for this show. Um, so that'll be interesting to see like how she functions as an attorney. And then, you know what I mean? And then while, you know, I'm assuming fighting some crime at night, uh, it'll be an interesting show. I think it'll be it's cool. It's going to be – It's that's one thing I never understood about that. Like, she's definitely an identity known character in the Marvel Universe. Right. You know? Because you can't just be like a, you know, super tall, buff, green woman who's also a lawyer and then go fight crime. And people go, who is that? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um just a couple of other things from that event. Um, this is from from Vulture reporting this. Um, Kevin Feige uh, talked about a show or a movie. Uh, oh, it's a show. Sorry, called Secret Invasion. Uh, and yeah. it, he said it's arguably the biggest crossover of the last twenty years, next to Captain America: Civil War. Um, Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn's Evil Talos, uh, the guy Got from. Yeah, he's he's reprising his role from Captain Marvel. Oh hell yeah! Uh, in some kind of dynamic confrontation, um, so that'll be interesting. Um, uh, essentially, yeah. That so, what do you think that show is going to be? It so, obviously is going to have to deal with the the Krull, who well, are the, the race secret, led by Ben Ben Middleton. the shape shifting race. Yes. Uh huh. So there's the Secret Wars, which right. I don't know if you know about this, where it's discovered Somewhat. that Krull have been infiltrating our planet for a very long time. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, it's this, oh, I don't know if this is really the actual Captain America or like the fake Captain America or like what's right. going on. So it's, I think that the secret invasion is going to lead to the secret wars. Now, my, my interesting prop deal is if Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury is working with the Krull, then how, then who's going to be the bad guy for that? Yeah. Scroll. Sorry. There's an oh, the scroll. There. Sorry. Scroll. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm interested to see. Huh. I'm interested to see how this this show. I'm well. First of all, I'm very excited to see a show led by Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. I think that'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see what, like, how this what the show ends up being. Um, because it, it, it's I mean it's obviously very vague right now. But uh, right. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. I'm I'm assuming we'll get. Maybe on a show like that is where we'll get introduced to like the you know the this version of the Fantastic Four, maybe some stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that's where I think as we go out into space, that's where we're going to start getting like Fantastic Four origins, and mm-hmm. it's going to start really like kind of bringing a lot of that extra stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, it'll link into uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, which I have news on that that I want to talk about at mm-hmm. some point before we transition yeah, out of the Disney totally. thing. Um, and. Let me see. <laughs> what? Oh, man, this is crazy. I'm just reading some of these headlines. And after being. Uh... Well, also, the thing that's nice about. I mean, 
not to completely derail, move away from Marvel, like uh, Star Wars had a giant, like, you know, mega drop for a bunch of properties that are coming out soon. Totally. Too. Did you want to talk about your Thor Love and Thunder before we get there? Yeah, yeah, totally. So Christian Bale has been confirmed. His character has been confirmed in Thor Love and Thunder as Gore the God Butcher. Thor you know the this character? God Butcher. No. Gore the Gore. God Butcher. So Gore it's not the, the, the one God that Butcher. we thought it was going to be. Manticore whatever we talked about last time when we talked uh-huh. about the casting choices. Um, he is confirmed to be Gore the God Butcher. Gore is an alien who um, mm-hmm. the quote on the fandom page is very good. It's, my name is Gore, son of a nameless father, outcast from a forgotten world. I have slain my way through multitudes to stand here at the genesis of all things, blackened by vengeance, wet with holy blood, one simple dream still strong in my heart, the dream of a godless age. So he is a character who was born on a planet all way out on the edge. So almost like a Tatooine level, like, you know, it's the it's the the el- the, the the end of the universe. Right. Like nobody goes there. Right. And mm-hmm. so then his. Um, um, his whole family dies mm-hmm. and. Um, found and so basically what happens is there is there were he, his whole family dies there were these two gods he came upon these two dark elder gods mm-hmm. fighting fighting on his planet um no sorry it was a dark elder god and a good god the good god defeated the dark elder god but what the interesting thing is that dark elder god the reason why he has powers it's a symbiote so oh. so gore became the new host for that symbiote and the thing that that symbiote survives on is the lifeblood of other godlike creatures that exist in the universe. And so because Gore got to a point where his family died and he was left for dead on this planet that no one really knew about, he came to the conclusion that there were there were no gods. So he became like a yeah, mm-hmm. there were no gods. So then he finds out that there are gods. So his anger and his grief drives him to destroy and kill as many gods as he possibly can, thus leading him to fight Thor. So mm-hmm. he has a black symbiote that um he's an ancient ancient deal he's been doing this for a really long time about like what does it say i'm trying to think yeah so his combat prowess he's been doing this for about three thousand years by the time that we meet him in the comic books so i'm not sure if we're gonna see a small origin like in the movie probably but anyway so essentially he has a um he has a symbiote and then he also has the uh the black necro sword that also gives him his power. And so he uses those two things together to enhance his power and to uh, hunt down gods and destroy them to feed the symbiote that also feeds on his, uh, on his lifeblood. Yeah. I'm looking at some pictures of this guy too. And he looks menacing. (laughs) He's scary. Yeah. Yeah, That looks crazy. Uh, That sounds awesome. Out of your closet at night. That's no, you definitely don't. Um, yeah, I'm excited about, uh, Thor the Dark, or excuse me, not Thor the Dark World. Thor God, uh, Thor Love we, and Thunder. Asad, we were excited for Thor the Dark World. We and were. Then, then we learned our lesson. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I think that this yeah. character is going to add some serious danger. Because it's Thor. Like, he's right. never really in any danger, because it's he's what he is. But like right. adding a dude that for 3,000 years has been killing god creatures throughout the universe to mm-hmm. feed to feed the symbiote that gives him his power right. is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Like let's get out of Marvel land. Let's dive into the rest of this Disney stuff that we got here. Uh, you want to talk some star Wars stuff? 
Yeah, and the thing about this is we can just do this like real quick. I think we should just do this kind of like real quick, just discussion, because there's sure. not a lot of news on it. It's just kind of like, these are things that are coming. It's like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. Yep. Um, so, I'm excited. Oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Sorry, I was going to say, I have a list here. This is also from Vulture. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing is um, Rosario Dawson is going to be in an, in an Ahsoka Tano show. Yes. Um, and then there's another show that takes place. It's like another spinoff show from The Mandalorian called Rangers of the New Republic um, that there isn't any further information about that. Um, both of them, those shows, though, will take place during the same era as The Mandalorian and will eventually cross over onto The Mandalorian. Um, yeah. And then I think one of the other big news stories is Obi-Wan Kenobi is getting a TV show. Uh, I'm excited for this. And Hayden Christensen is reprising his role as Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker. And Ewan McGregor is back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So here is my response to that. Mm -hmm. Ewan McGregor. Yay! Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader. Boo. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say I think... I think Hayden Christensen could is in a position to do very well with this role at this point. Um, I think we we have the benefit of hindsight now. We know what aspects of that character we did like and didn't like from the uh, we know the prequels. not to let George Lucas direct anything. <laughs> right. So I th- and Hayden Christensen's not a bad actor. Uh, so I think oh, I, I tease. Yeah, no, no, totally. And you're right to tease because that character ended up becoming very ridiculous. Um, But I think... Oh, do you mean the... No! (laughs) Wasn't the pinnacle of the Star Wars universe? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think this could be really good. I think think Hayden Christensen could potentially do very well in this role this time around. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. That's going to be good. yeah, I'm super I excited. As, I love him as Obi-Wan Kenobi, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so good. Yep. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, well, I've got one that I'm excited about. Um, yeah, I think we're going to – I think we might hit it right here. Um, are you, you referring to Andor? No, but talk about that. Okay, Andor. That's the next one on the list here that I have. Um, Cassie and Andor, D- played by Diego Luna from Rogue One, is getting a prequel series – it's going to follow Cassian Andor, uh, and we're going to see his exploits and what he was doing leading up to Rogue One. Uh, th- I believe this is going to be a limited series. It's only going to go for one season, and it's 12 episodes. It's all written and planned out with 12 separate scripts, and it's just doing the one season, and then that's it, um, leading up to Rogue smart. One. Yeah, I think that's great. It's a great I, idea. I like, his, I like his character. Yeah, Cassian Andor is cool great. Character. He's uh, it's fun, man. Diego Luna's phenomenal in Narcos Mexico, oh. um, and so yes. I think he's going to be really good in this. And yeah, I'm excited. Diego Luna finds a way to be exceptional, even when he's playing Will Ferrell's older bro- brother in Casa de mi Padre. Like he just he's so good, like in everything that he touches. That I'm just like, anytime Diego Luna's in something, I was like, oh yeah, like he was rumored for a long time to be the new Zorro in a Zorro yeah. remake. That and would be I was cool. Like, Hell yeah! Bring me some mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Zoro's Zoro's what inspired Batman. Zoro's like the original vigilante like hero, or at least one of them. He and he like, might be good as Spider Man uh, twenty ninety nine. Oh, he'd be so good. Yeah, that'd be really Ooh. cool. 
Um, now I want to see. Don't say stuff like that, because now if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Lando is getting a series, apparently. Um, cool. And uh, Lando Calrissian. Uh, is getting a show. The creator, uh, uh, Justin Simeon, the creator of Dear White People, is working on that series of developing that, and assuming it's going to star Donald Glover. Um, and yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, I, I would love to see a show that's in the Star Wars universe that isn't necessarily like an action, like your traditional kind of Star Wars series. Yeah. Like, you know, Mandalorian's a Western. I'm assuming that you know, Andor is going to be kind of like an action kind of espionage kind of show. Yeah. It'd be nice to see Lando just kind of be like, you know, almost like a kind of like a comedy kind of thriller, like kind of the underworld, you know, gambling and back alleys and that kind of yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? I think just that'd be great. A, just being a ne'er-do-well rogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think absolutely. That'd be cool. All right. What you got? I you said you have... that show. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, dude, so here's the one that I'm super excited about. Okay. Uh, it's called The Acolyte. All right. And it is a it's a mystery thriller series. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes place in the um, – so details are super scarce right now. Um, not a whole lot's known about it. But the, the limited description is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. So it'll be – excuse me. It'll be High Republic, not Republic era, that then gets destroyed by the Empire. We're talking ancient High Republic, like old school. So before mm. that shut down. So when they, so if I remember correctly, now the timelines and everything got completely shifted around and just thrown into the trash when, uh, when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they were like, "This is what's canon now." And it's like, "But all of this," and they're like, "No, no, all of the knowledge that you have is null and void." And I'm like, "But." I've spent almost an entire lifetime accumulating and reading books and comics. And they're like, yeah, cute. Okay, you're done. Yeah. Um, so the act, so if I remember correctly, the High Republic, the reason the High Republic came to an end was be, that was during the time when they found, when the Jedi found out that the Sith were still around and were growing in secret and in power. So it's going to be like a, it's going to be a mystery thriller, dark, like gathering secrets and like finding out, investigating, you know, probably planet hopping, going to like shadowy temples on these like old abandoned planets and finding out that there's this insidious like group of like anti Jedi that's growing inside of like, you know, inside of the galaxy. So yeah, like Star Wars Da Vinci code. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> weird religious zealots and cults and, and yeah. magic and yeah i'm into yeah. that dude i'm down some space wizards that are like yeah. also like yeah i'm i'm totally cool with it yep. it's like yeah dude like that's the one that out of all the other like we've got a droid story where it's gonna be about fun with droids and it's like all this stuff <laughs> i'm like all of it sounds good but yeah the, out of all of them the acolyte was the one that i was like i need to know more about that because that mm-hmm. sounds very intriguing yep a um, couple other news bits from the, the Star Wars realm. Um, excuse me, the Star Wars galaxy. Um, apparently, Taika Waititi is working on a new Star Wars film. That's all that's been said about that. So um, is Kevin Feig. Yep. Uh, uh, Patty Jenkins is also going to direct a Star Wars feature. Uh, yeah, great. Who directed Wonder Woman. Yeah, great. Yeah, um, awesome. She's extremely competent and a very good director. Like, yeah, yep. okay, let's go. Excited to see what that is. Um, oh, it's there's a name. It's called Rogue Squadron. Um, set to premiere in 2023, and it will follow fighter pilots on some sort of adventure, is what it says. Again, <laughs> shut up and let me get in the cockpit. 
outfit. I'm here for it. Yeah, that is that is really cool. I'm excited to see that. Like a space just like a straight top up, you know, gun show. Yes. Yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, Star Wars Top Gun. I'm very excited for. Yeah, um, we got a little bit of taste of that in Rogue One, and I was like, I need more. I need a lot more of that. Yep. Um. Yeah. Did you also see this rumor that's going around the internet that Sebastian Stan will be taking over the role of Luke Skywalker? It's that's a rumor. Interesting. It is a capital R rumor, and okay. there's fan art that backs it up. That he looks pretty. He looks really good. In in what? So would it be like some kind of prequel or something? Dark Empire. Okay. It'd be like where he dabbles with dabbles with going into the dark side. Okay. Wow. Like he goes deep into the dark side and then comes back out. The creation of the Je- the new Jedi Temple and the new Jedi Order under his direction. Um, yeah, so that's that's rumor, and this is just we're talking whispers in the dark. Is like how thin <laughs> this is, yeah. but yeah, man, I'm I like it. It's pretty cool. Uh, you should uh, look up an image of Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Sebastian Stan. While I'm also like, let's just get away in Star Wars. Let's get away as much as we can from the. Oh Skywalker wow, he does legacy. look like him, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Now, while I'm like, let's get away from the Hansel, the Skywalker legacy, the all that stuff, and let's go into more, like, I'm looking forward to less Jedi stuff and more just exploring the universe of Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. which is more of what we got in Rogue One. I like that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm at with it is I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I actually would be completely intrigued to see them do a project like that with Sebastian Stan taking over as Luke Skywalker, just to see more totally. of what Luke Skywalker could do in this idea of once we all now understand what a Jedi is actually capable of. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, is there any other star Wars stuff you got before we move on? Not really. It's all just, here's the logo. This is a slight, we're going to give you a tiny little drop of an idea of what it's about, and that's all we're going to give you until, mm-hmm. you know, for another, like, year or so. So it's all kind of, we could all, we could spend another hour or two speculating on what they would be based on just a logo of a TV show. So, totally. you know, I'm excited. I think I'm interested to see what Ryan Johnson's trilogy is going to look like, um, mm-hmm. seeing as how he hates Star Wars and made arguably one of the most problematic movies of all time. Um, is he is he still doing a, a trilogy yeah, with them? He's oh, still wow, slated okay. to do a trilogy, so we'll see what that's about. I'm excited. He's a good director. I just don't think he was a good pick for Star Wars. So, mm-hmm. at least for the movie that they had him do, right? Um, but yeah, man. All right. Um. So I think the only other thing I have is Spider Man. Um. We're- and and all of that news. Did you have anything else? No, no, we can talk Spider-Man, and I'm shocked that we didn't start with that. Because <laughs> oh, I wanted to save the talk- best for last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We talked about all everything else, and now I'm like, now we're getting to Spider-Man? Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, we're let- doing this you- now? You jump off. I'm going to take a sip of water and get my uh, get ready for this discussion. All right. So uh, all of this talk started – from my knowledge, um, back when it was revealed, it was revealed that Jamie Foxx was going to reprise his role as, uh, well, actually, if we want to be fair, the talk about the, all this multiverse stuff really happened 
when Doctor Strange was confirmed to be cast in uh in the in the Spider-Man movie as like a mentor to Peter Parker across the multiverse. Then we started to get casting rumors. We got Jamie Foxx's Electro was reprising that role and then essentially since that point the rumors have been flying in and then now we're finally get some, getting some confirmations and it does seem like this third Spider-Man movie is going to be a Spider-Verse um movie crossing over a bunch of different existing Spider-Man properties, and I say, could not be more excited. Would you say that the rumors are wildly out of control? <laughs> I would say so. Uh, <laughs> it, it, Yeah, so, so far, we have... Let me see. Uh, we have Spider-Man. We have Andrew Garfield. The Amazing Spider-Man. We have yes, Tobey Maguire as the The regular first, Spider-Man. Yeah, the regular Spider-Man. Um, we have Alfred Molina coming back as Dr. Octopus. Um, we have Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. We have Kirsten Dunst coming back as Mary Jane Watson. Um, we have Emma Stone coming back as Gwen Stacy. We have Benedict Cumberbatch uh, as Dr. Strange. Um, and that's all that's been confirmed. Now... There are some other rumors, and we can get into a couple of those. Um, there's the rumor that – oh, excuse me. I forgot one that is also confirmed is J.K. Simmons is back as uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Good. They confirmed that at the end of the last Spider-Man movie. So um, here's my question. With yeah. J. Jonah – with the <clears throat> with that casting and him being in the new Spider-Man movies as J. Jonah Jameson and in the old Spider-Man movies, are we just to assume – that he plays J. Jonah Jameson in every version of the Spider-Man I think so. Universe. I think that's the only acceptable implication. <laughs> it's the only conclusion we can draw, correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, I think that, um, wow, this movie is scheduled to release at the end of next year, uh, December 2021. That's very yeah, exciting. They're just unrolling all of this stuff, and I'm like, how are you going to tie it all together? <laughs> right. Um, so a couple other rumors uh, that are floating around. Um, we know that Donald Glover was um, uh, was cast in the Spider-Man Homecoming as Miles Morales's uncle, um, right. who is who goes on to become the Prowler. So that might be interesting if that happens. Um, also, there's a rumor surrounding the, uh, Miles Morales showing up in this movie. I don't know if you've heard of the rumored casting. So I haven't heard about the Miles Morales because I've been too distracted and kind of, I'll be honest. So I'm kind of, I'll be, this may make some people mad, but I'm sad that they're going back to the Peter Parker, the, sorry, not the Peter Parker, the, um, the original Spider-Man from the early 2000s, just mm -hmm. because you go back and those movies aren't great. Mm -hmm. Tobey Maguire is not believable as a 30-year-old man, that he is a teenager. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's a lot of problem. there's a lot of problematic stuff in those movies, and I don't understand why we're not just kind of doing the concept that they're doing of, this, of the Spider-Verse, but why we're doing it and harnessing all the other movies. It doesn't make sense to my brain. <laughs> well, I, 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 have a, I, have a, I have a very easy answer for you. Money. Uh, yeah, the answer is yeah. money. <laughs> well, I know the answer is money. For sure. Money. I'm, not talking about the, I'm not talking about the monetary reason why they're doing it. I know why they're doing it. Yeah. I'm talking about the moral and ethical reason yeah. why they're doing yeah. it. 
Good it God, man. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't. I just go, eh. Like, yeah, it, totally. It, whatever. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see where it's at. But after seeing Spider-Man um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, I uh-huh. go, why aren't you casting Jake Johnson as a spider as a as a Peter B. Parker in this movie in live action? That would be great. Get him in the mix. You're pulling <laughs> Tobey Maguire, who hasn't done anything in years, up into the Marvel canon, and Andrew Garfield. So why don't we pull Jake Johnson, who's had more to do with Spider-Man recently than they have? Yeah, that's true. But to be honest, some people really, really love the original Spider-Man movies, especially the second one. Like, some people really, really love that movie. Oh, Asad, I know, and they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I I'm Spider- kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally teasing. No, you're not kidding. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not totally I wouldn't say that you're wrong. I really enjoy the first Spider-Man movie. The second one is good. I to me, I like the first one more because I buy um I buy Toby Maguire as like a nerd more than almost any of these um Spider-Man actors. Um and I and I liked his even though he was much too old. I did like his portrayal as nerdy Peter Parker who goes through this like body change and like oh, I, I enjoy the first movie. A and lot. I agree with you on that. Like Toby Maguire was the nerdy Spider Man that was that we wanted. Yeah. Andrew Garfield was the in quotes nerdy Spider Man that was also super good looking and like really cool and socially like acceptable for some reason, but he's still an outcast for some reason. Yeah. And then there's and then Tom Holland's just a kid. Yeah, you know, totally. It's um, different versions, which is great. But like, yeah. I agree with you. I think that Tobey Maguire was a little bit more successful in the "Look, it's a nerd" Peter yeah. Parker version, with totally. Joe Manganiello being Flash in that movie. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. That's true. That yes, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I so yeah, I do like that, and I think I think it will. I think when this movie finally comes out and Tobey Maguire takes his mask off, and he, I think. I think a lot more people will get some warm and fuzzies uh, than than they think they will. Uh, I I'm almost yeah. certain of that. Oh, if yeah. not just for the nostalgia alone, you know. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think my frustration comes from if we're doing nostalgia just for nostalgia's sake. Like, what's the point, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it'll be just for nostalgia nostalgia's sake. I think it's going to. I if 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 these last two movies are any indication of what this movie's going to be like, I think it'll be really effective uh i think it'll be a really effective use of because these guys aren't going to come cheap either so like i think whatever they're planning to do it's going to be effective to the story at least that's what i'm hoping um yeah i don't know we'll see um but the the only other rumor that i've heard and this is another capital r rumor um is that apparently there's some speculation that in excuse me in the live action version of the spider-verse crossover movie that's happening miles morales will be played by jaden smith which uh and that speculation is happening uh the only justification i've heard of it is that um jaden smith is in an in unusually ripped shape right now okay um he's been seemingly pretty quickly over the last few months putting on a lot of muscle uh more so than just someone who's just kind of casually wanting to like build some muscle like he seems to be preparing for some kind of role now it doesn't have to be spider-man but that's been some of the rumors swirling is that may perhaps it's going to be jaden smith i would say or 
counterpoint. He's putting on a lot of muscle in hopes that he'll be cast True. for as Spider-Man or something in the Marvel Universe. True. I don't like Jaden Smith as Miles Morales. Okay. I feel fair. like we could find a better, more unknown actor to play it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has the acting chops to execute mm-hmm. it properly because I don't think that he is that good of an actor. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing against him. Mm-hmm. Personally, whatever. He seems like a fine individual. But I think when you talk to this, I feel like I feel like casting choices there's somebody out there that'll do it better, I feel like. And mm-hmm. I you know, and I think that if we're gonna add Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield's regular and amazing Spider Man to mm-hmm. the Spider Man that we have for the new MCU. Mm-hmm. I think that we should add, we should definitely be adding Miles Morales as well. Um, yeah. Now, and I also think that we, and I think the benefit of that is if you've got Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland all playing Spider-Man, the webhead, it would be beneficial, I think, to add a, an unknown, a relative unknown in the casting because you can get away with it because then it won't distract mm-hmm. from like, and Jaden Smith, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, Maguire, Andrew Garfield, whoa, what's happening? Alfred Mulder, and Jaden Smith's in it? It's like, well, yeah, but we don't need that extra oomph like, to yeah, the movie. You've already I agree. got so many great, like, so many big-name actors and former Spider-Men like, playing right. the deal. So I kind of go pump the brakes, find somebody that's a little bit more like how Tom Holland got the role of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Find somebody like that who really embodies it and then cast them. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think we're on the same page with that. Um, I I'm a little less like if they did cast Jaden Smith, like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be mad at that. Like I'd just be like, okay, cool. Oh. Like I hope he does a good job, great. But I would prefer to see an unknown for sure. I think and, that's the beauty that's of that what, character. And that's what I'm talking about. It's just personal preference. Like obviously, totally. if they're like, well, it's Jaden Smith, I'm like, okay, cool. So you vetted yeah. him. You're Marvel. With the with all of the power that Marvel has now, it's like yeah. they're not going to cast somebody that doesn't fit the role, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's cl- all of these people that I absolutely love, all these actors, like hearing these stories of like, yeah, I was offered this role for like this movie, and it turns out it was like Guardians of the Galaxy, and like, and I turned it right. down because I thought it was silly. It's like, yeah, bet you would, bet you wish you hadn't done that now, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's I go. You know, it just makes me laugh too, because John Krasinski was on the on the short list to be Captain America, and he like made fun of the movie before he was like one of the reasons why he wasn't in it, and now he's clamoring to be like in the MCU, and it's like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, little late there, bud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if they have if they cast Jaden Smith in it, fine, whatever. But I just think they would be better off, and it would be better serve the character of Miles Morales, especially if you're going to introduce him into this movie to find somebody that's relatively unknown and let them make the character their own, as opposed to, well, he's the Jaden Smith Spider Man. You know what I mean? Right. Because I feel like there's totally. going to be an, an unfortunate element stacked against Jaden Smith if he becomes Miles Morales that everybody's going to be like, oh, be, just be Jaden Smith as Spider Man. It's like that's not what that is. Like you need to make Miles Morales is a you need to make Miles Morales a three dimensional character independent of the person that's playing them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think. Yeah. I think. I think you're you're you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. I would love to see um, a young kind of up and comer get the shot. Yeah. Um, Let him take and a shot also. At the title. 
yeah, totally. And also another really important element to Jaden or not Jaden Smith to uh, Miles Morales is that he is half Latino and speaks yes. Spanish fluently. Yes. And so I would love to see someone cast who can do those things as well. Yes, and that is an um, excellent point to bring up. I yeah. would like to see somebody that's represented from that section of our society. Like, yeah, because right now, not a problem. Yeah, but we're seeing a little bit of a dichotomy mm-hmm. in the MCU. There isn't a lot of there's there's two types of people. There are <laughs> right. white actors and black actors that are all playing. Right. It's like let's get a little bit more mix up in there. Like yeah. I'd love to see some. I'd love to see a young Latino kid take a shot, man. Like, yeah. and I think there are a lot of talented actors out there that can do it, and that would be perfectly primed to be pulled into the Disney Marvel you know movie machine that would execute it perfectly. Totally. You know? I, yeah, I totally agree. And give and like we're talking about, if you're gonna bring up Ironheart and you're gonna bring up Ms. Marvel, a Muslim teenager and a 16 year old mm-hmm. black girl that's taken over, you know, or yeah, black girl that's taken over the Iron Man like mantle, mm-hmm. why not add a Latino, you know, a Latino kid as Miles Morales? That'd be great. You know? Like let's see, let's see you actually cast properly as opposed to just lazily being like, well, Jaden Smith's around, so we can put him in it. You know? <laughs> yeah, again, he's around. People know I'm who he is. I'm saying all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying all this stuff. I don't hate him. Yeah. I just think he's a poor choice. So yeah, I think uh, I'm actually a little bit higher on Jaden Smith as an actor than you are as well. Um, and and uh, and another thing about Jaden Smith that I think would work. Um, as as Miles Morales and as Spider Man, as I do, I buy his his physicality. Um, I would agree I, with you on that. Yeah, I buy him as like a like a you know it wouldn't be weird to me like to see him take off the mask and it's him because I you know if I mean if you go back to I, I don't suggest anyone do this but if you go back to After Earth oh no uh, don't <laughs> if you ever go back and watch that movie I mean he's essentially running around in a Spider Man suit for that whole movie and like it it is believable that he's like you know because he's you know athletic kid like I mean his dad is Will Smith so like you know uh, I buy his physicality. Um, so um, and and his performance, even as a little kid in the pursuit of happiness, was really good. And his performance in After Earth, even though that movie is ridiculous, his performance isn't isn't bad. I, I think I I didn't mind him in that movie. His performance is far from the worst element of that movie. <laughs> oh, by far, um, would you say it's the directing? Yeah, it's Maybe the directing. The, the script is ridiculous, and uh, Will Smith is not great in that movie either. Oh, he's terrible. He's being asked to do crazy stuff, and it's just not. It's not good. Uh, it's not him. He was the wrong. Yeah. They, he was the wrong actor choice for that. For that. Movie. Yeah, that was a weird. That was a movie that just, just don't make it. Yeah, just maybe not make this movie. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for. Uh... <laughs> it's a movie called. Oh. Uh... Oh, what is this movie called? It was a movie that was made and then shelved because of COVID. Um, it's the movie oh. where Tom Holland's in it, and it's like he's on a planet where all the men's thoughts are shown out of their heads. What is this that you're talking about? This sounds oh, like absolute insanity. I'm looking this up right now. Look it up. What in the it's world called... is this movie you speak of? What is this movie called? Okay, here we go. Uh... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Tom Holland's going to be in Uncharted. That's going to be fun. Chaos Walking is what it's called. Chaos Walking. Okay, I see it right there. So, here Chaos Walking, 
uh, it's directed by Doug Lyman, who directed. Let's see what he's done, because that name sounds very familiar. A dystopian world in where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds called noise. At but there's a woman on the poster, Asan. What's gonna happen? Yeah, well, it's like it's kind of like Planet of the Apes, where she she crash lands on this planet, and there's just men, and you can see their thoughts. And of course, it's gonna be like everybody's thoughts are gonna be like, I, I want to have sex with her. She's mine. Yeah, I was gonna say she's just gonna see penises all day. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doug Lyman directed uh, Swingers, and he produced Edge of Tomorrow. He produced uh, the Born uh, a Born movie. That's how I know his name. Yeah. Okay, cool. So he's right. you know he's been around. Um, but this movie was filmed in 2017. Uh, what? And it, yes, it was filmed in 2017. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to release in like it's it was supposed to release cast yeah it was supposed to release in uh 2020 it got shelved and then they were going to release in 2020 but then COVID happened so they pushed it back even further uh and so now it's coming out now and uh it it looks so bad it looks really bad like it Here's looks like thing. a like it looks like it's it wouldn't surprise me if it was adapted from like a really bad ya novel but That's what i'm thinking yeah but it just it looks really bad so my question is, was it shelved because of COVID or was it shelved because they knew the product that they had on their hands and they were like, we, we can't, we can't do this. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Cause it was, it was filmed before like a lot of stuff, like before people in this movie became like really big stars. Um, in 2017, that was when Daisy Ridley was just taken off. Yeah. This was before star Wars, right? This was before the star Wars movie she was in, right? Uh, I don't gonna look i'm gonna take a look yeah i know there was like a lot of like issues like with the movie because hold on let me see yes it is a it's a young adult novel <laughs> okay that makes <laughs> it sense. is um mads mickelson's also in it um yeah uh, i think well, he's i always like mads mickelson oh yeah he's great he's great um let's see when this was... was in star wars a new star wars um, it w- uh, sorry, it was filmed in 2016. Okay, so that was right after she was in Star Wars. Yeah. It was right after she was in her first Star Wars movie. So, like, they're trading off of her being the new up-and-comer. David, oh, a yellow? Oh, yeah. oh here, here, oh, here goes. Here's, it? The, here's the story. So in April 2018, it was reported that the film was scheduled to have several weeks of reshoots in late 2018 or early 2019 following poor test screenings. It probably was ridiculous, and people were like, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. You um, should have made this. Oh, this is why. This is why it got, it got pushed back so long. So okay. they were going to try to do reshoots in 2018, but because uh, Daisy Ridley was committed to Star Wars Rise of Skywalker shooting uh, and, and Tom Holland was committed to Spider-Man Far From Home shooting – that the ori- the reshoots were not able to begin until 2019. What? <laughs> the reshoots took place in Atlanta uh, for 15 million dollars. Um, That's bad. Yeah. That's and it, real it, bad. Now it's just now, and then it, then they couldn't release it because of COVID. So. <laughs> Jeez. So they they shot there. There's a significant portion of this movie because 15 million dollars is not cheap. So the, I'm I'm assuming maybe like 20 minutes of this movie is reshoots. And oh yeah, and Minimum. it 
Yeah, and it happened two years after these actors did it. So <laughs> we'll probably be able to spot the age difference. <laughs> That's but yeah. given. Uh, so apparently the movie is really bad, and it, it looks bad from the trailer. Like it's like, what is this? I'm looking. It's at, a, it, it looks bad from the production stills that I'm looking yeah, at. It looks like an idea. It sounds like an idea that is meant to be a book and not meant to be a movie. Because yeah. seeing people's thoughts outside is like interesting to read about. But how yes. do you make that a a, a, a re, like a movie? You know what I mean? Picture this: <laughs> the society that we have. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. one day, all the women go away. Yep. Then a woman crash lands on her planet, and we develop the ability to see our thoughts. All she's going to be seeing is dicks all day long. <laughs> yeah. All day long. That's all it is. And I think that is the implication that there were women at one point, but because you could see men's thoughts, there was like a uh, – there was like – it ultimately became a civil war where like the women were, you know, were sick no, of no. being oppressed and stuff. They wouldn't fight. They would just manipulate us to <laughs> – ships and then go live on a different planet where it's like yeah. better and everybody's taken care of yeah uh also can we leave mads mickelson's face alone in the sci-fi stuff like why are we keep messing with his eyes he's got a giant scar on his face like this poor man has mm-hmm. prosthetic makeup on like almost everything that he does well he made the mistake of being in that bond movie with a bunch of prosthetics and they're like oh well that's just what he has to look like all the time Oh, he didn't have prosthetics he's had a weepy bleeding eye <laughs> yeah that wasn't a mistake. That was just like a, oh, that's a character trait. Yeah. He didn't even make that choice. That was a choice from the book. Ian Fleming made that choice. Yep. <laughs> so, like, now he's just typecast as the guy with a weird, with, yeah, like, with some kind of weird his... face. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, Mads. So your character doesn't have <laughs> eyes again? Yeah. Well, it's the only way you'll get this role. Yeah, so we're thinking about doing a romantic comedy, you and Scarlett Johansson, and you guys are getting a divorce and trying to date new people, but you're also trying to co-parent. It'll be really cool. We're going to put it on HBO Max. It'll be great. All right, cool. All right, so you're going to have to show up three hours early because we got to put on your prosthetic face scars. <laughs> Why do I need it for that? <laughs> oh, your guy, he's a former uh, Secret Service guy. He's a bunch of face scars. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, so... That's all the movie stuff I got. I mean, it was plenty. Uh, we're uh, we're reaching almost yeah, that was two a hours hefty here. Episode on our part, man. It was. Um, yeah. Ooh. You have any other news bits, or should we call it? No, man. I think that's good. I don't know what else we didn't cover. Like we covered so much ground. I'm like, yeah. I my brain is mush now. Like with the constant like coming up with stuff and like IMDBing and Googling and then just like, ugh, like, yeah, the good thing is we probably won't have to talk about Disney or star Wars or Marvel for, you know, a few months another, now <laughs> or a year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I'll see yeah. you again. And I'll see you again next December. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, exactly. Stuff starts coming out, but um, yeah, no, yep. that was, whew, we put in some legwork today, my friend. We sure did. All right, Derek, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Cinephile84 on the Instagrams, and you can find me at Derek underscore Nickel, that's D-E-R-E-K underscore N-I-C-K-E-L on the Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's it. All right. You can find me at Asan the DJ uh, on social media. That's at A-H-S-O-H-N the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media and weeklyregular.com. Derek, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, it's always my pleasure. All right. We will see y'all next week. Peace out.